It's fantasy football bets and picks presented by Prize Picks. It's JT Hayes Jr. at JT Hayes Jr. on Twitter. It's week seven, and we've got a really interesting slate this week, 10 games. And if by week seven, with all of the content that we put out during the Major League Baseball season centered around prize picks, and now seven weeks into NFL, if you're not playing prize picks, you're truly missing out. And in addition to just the regular greatness of prize picks, and prize picks, of course, they set their lines over under DraftKings fantasy point scoring. And the Mayo Media Network has a delicious contest in there where every week you choose five picks. Your wager has to be $7.11. You pick the over or under. There are some big prizes at the end of the season in prize picks dollars on the site, $3,000 to first place. There's even a prize if you've been playing every week and you've been doing really poorly, don't worry. There's a prize for the person that comes in absolutely dead last. And we've been doing pretty good at these prize picks. Tambo and myself last week had a little bit of a hiccup with Taylor Heineke. Of course, midweek, I saw that Terry McLaurin was questionable. And I said, maybe I should come off of Taylor Heineke. And I didn't do it enough, Bobby Gomes. Bobby Gomes joining me here. I'll bring him in in a second. My second pick was Brandon Cooks. He got there for prize picks. He kind of was okay for DraftKings. Uh, definitely not on any of the number one place finishers, but very interesting week. And we're moving into a very interesting week. Bobby Gomes, my buddy Tambo, was stopped at the border with all the money that he has because he's been winning at prize picks and he turned back. That's a joke. He's actually moving into his new house this weekend. That's awesome news for Tambo. But my buddy from Run Pure Sports, Bobby Gomes. Bobby, what's going on? How's the season been? And just before you even get started, the last time we were on, you had what was maybe the most prescient call of the season so far with a talk and a pick about Gio Bernard against the Rams when Ronald Jones was going to be out and Gio Bernard absolutely smashed, in particular for his price. What's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, going well. Loving NFL this year. Uh, definitely, it's my favorite DFS sport to play so outside of PGA PGA and NFL pretty much yeah it's been great uh, just the season's flying by right week seven I know we've added a game this year but it just see me and DC were talking about this it's just as as quick as the season starts it just it goes just as fast so trying to soak in every moment of NFL football for the time being absolutely it's uh every Sunday is like Almost just just an, an incredible day. Obviously, it starts early for me with myself, Tamo, and AP at Run Pure Sports doing the Off the Chalk show at 8.45 a.m. on Sunday. And Bobby, I'll be honest, I don't listen to a lot of content at all. I try and keep myself focused on what my process is. But one of the pieces of content that I have come to rely on every single week, I was away last weekend. I even listened to it. Sunday, excuse me, late Friday night was the news dump show that you're on on Friday night at Run Pure Sports. Where do you, I mean, it's you, it's it's Holden, and Tambo is on that show as well. And there's so much significant news coming out Friday night. Tell the people about that and where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Bobby Gums DFS. We do the news dump um, four o'clock this week. It's an earlier start four and four thirty. So we'll be actually getting news while we're live and just trying to adjust to it. Pro 
we're obviously projections are kind of slow to update at that point because we're getting so much news, but we're just trying to figure like which way the slate's going to go and how it's differentiated from content that we've pretty much seen previously throughout the week. Uh, if you're following DFS content. That's right. And it's at four o'clock because guess what, as Bobby and I were talking about before we started to record this, the NBA is back. And if you're not a member of run pure sports, then jump on in and use code RPSNBA15, 15% off of your first month's payment. And if you haven't signed up to prize picks, sign up right now, use code MMN and get a hundred dollar deposit match. What does MMN stand for? The Mayo Media Network, which you should be subscribing to and liking this video as well. Now we're going into week seven, Bobby. I'm gonna give you my prize picks first. And I'm gonna start with one that makes me a little bit queasy. A little bit queasy every time I pick this player because it didn't work out for me early in the season, but it seems like, it seems like Arthur Smith and the Falcons have kind of gotten the hang of the play calling. It seems like he's gotten a better feel for the players on his roster. And I'm wearing my Atlanta Braves uh, gear tonight, hoping that they can close out the Dodgers here. But also, I think it's a really good matchup for the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan is sitting at just 5.7K on DraftKings. And I think for Matt Ryan, I think this is a really, really good matchup against a depleted Miami Dolphin secondary. But I'm jumping ahead of myself because I need to get to my prize picks. I need to talk about my prize picks first. And one of them is also on the Atlanta Falcons. It's a guy that the first couple of weeks of the season, if you remember, I was lamenting the fact that Cordaro, Cordy Patterson, was a key focal point of the Atlanta Falcons offense. But you could argue he hasn't just been good. He's been great. He's been used in a role in Atlanta similar to the role that we've seen in the past with Saquon Barkley, with Christian McCaffrey. He's getting the rushes. He is getting the passing targets out of the backfield and his rushing prop this week on prize picks is over 37 and a half yards. So I honestly think against the Miami Dolphins defense, he can get there in just one or two plays. So I'm going to take the over on Cordy Patterson at 37 and a half yards. And then the second play, you know, he had a bad bout with Chipotle, Bobby, and I've been there myself, right? Some of the tasty <laughs> foods, they leave a mark. It takes a little while to get over them. But in the second half of the Titans game against the Chiefs, he looked as good as he's looked all year long. I'm talking about A.J. Brown. I'm going to take the over on 67 and a half receiving yards. So Cordy Patterson, A.J. Brown, I was one for two last week, two for two the week before. I'm hoping for a rebound here of two for two. What do you think about the prize picks this week? Yeah, so for me, Chuba Hubbard's a guy at the running back position. I think the prop on prize picks is over is 73 and a half. I'm going to take the over versus the Giants. He's obviously seen an uptick. Well, recently, when they've just when the Panthers decided they're going to just play like Christian McCaffrey was in the offense. So I don't I don't mind the over on the 73 and a half for Chuba Hubbard versus the Giants. And I'm I'm actually on the other side of uh, the Correll Patterson for my uh, prize picks. I'm under 37 and a half. I know he's been I know he's been utilized more on the offense this year. Um, DK line has him at 35, 
37, I think you're getting a little value on the under relative to prize picks. So I'm taking uh, the under on Correll Patterson for the rush yards. Yeah, so first, a little bit of dis- disagreement, but it'll work out one way or the other. Yeah. So first time this season, we have been on the opposite sides of the same pick. And it's interesting. I could certainly, uh, I think the 37 and a half is low. He got the 13, 12 to 13 carries against the Jets and got to 54 yards. The Miami defense, much, uh, much more porous against the run, but we'll have to see what happens. So you're going on. Uh, on the I other think side. I, I might be on the losing side here. I just took the line value. I was looking quick. <laughs> I'm just That's waiting. I, I, I feel like all the public's going to be on Patterson, right? It's a great spot. And he's getting kind of a bad number relative to uh, prize D, DK on prize pick. So I don't know. I, I just I just went with the under there. I could I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it. You know, if we see a situation where they go run heavy and they give Mike Davis the touches instead of Cordy Patterson, I could definitely see that. But we'll have to see the public, the people watching. They're going to have to pick a side here. So we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll be talking about it on Sunday. But we'll go through now and give our picks per position. We'll start with quarterback. And because I buried the lead here and got to my quarterback position first, people know that I am interested in Matt Ryan at just 5.7K on DraftKings. And the second guy that I'm kind of interested in is Derek Carr against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Raiders, without Gruden in their first game, had a tremendous performance in Denver. And if you heard about Derek Carr talking after that game, he said, hey, they were trying to push the tempo. They were telling me in the headset, we need to play a little faster. We need to get this offense rolling. And I think it's a great spot against the Eagles at home. Remember, Derek Carr's first three weeks were fantastic. Then they ran into the buzzsaw against the Chargers with all of the news about John Gruden bubbling up. And now they put back that fantastic performance against the Broncos. So those are my two guys at quarterback. Bobby, where do you stand at quarterback this week? Yeah, so I love that game. Uh, Eagles versus Oakland. Obviously, it's in the Dome for in Las Vegas. Sorry, not Oakland. Uh, both quarterbacks, both teams playing paced up. Uh, Derek Carr at 6,100. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts, 6,900 on the other side of the ball. Eagles are flying in terms of their pace. Jalen Hurts, he's got the rushing equity. I like stacking him with Goddard, but we'll get to there there in, t- in the tight end section. Um, really like Goddard. Uh, Carr's a good play. Another quarterback that I have interest in, it's see, like obviously Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He hasn't been great, but the total in that game is super high, 50, 56 points right now. Really like Mahomes. Really like that Tennessee game, so – Jalen Hurts and uh, Patrick Mahomes would probably be my two quarterbacks going into this week. You know, it's interesting because I have always enjoyed at least the last season and a half playing Ryan Tannehill in these high totals with Derrick Henry having the season that he's having so far, massive performance against the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. I expect him to be popular. I expect him to be highly owned. I would also expect that Andy Reid is going to stack the box and do everything he can to make Ryan Tannehill beat them instead of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, of course, getting a couple of more passing targets out of the backfield as well. And one of the reasons why I like A.J. Brown is because I think the focus on Derrick Henry 
is going to open him up as well with Julio Jones out, presumably. I think it's a great play, and I like the Ryan Tannehill pick as well. And then Jalen Hurts, can't argue with it. The Raiders' defense been a little bit better of late, but Hurts with his legs at that price, it's always going to seem too cheap, right, Bobby? I mean, the 7K price point for a guy that has, as a quarterback, a 100-yard rushing upside capability, I think is a great play as well. So I like those picks also. We'll move on to running back. I already talked about my guy, and, and I like Cordy Patterson both for the rushes as well as the potential that the way that the Falcons are using him, very similar to, like I said, that all-around capable role of a guy who can catch passes out of the backfield. They've even sent him down the field deep at times. This Miami team is hurt. It's banged up. Bobby thinks that maybe we see more Mike Davis, and he doesn't get there on the rushing side. But either way, I think he gets there in DFS. I'm, I'm stopping the hate on Cordy Patterson. He should be, he's proven that he can be the focal point, at least one of the focal points of this Atlanta Falcons offense. So I like him a bit here. You talked about Chuba Hubbard. That's the second guy that I have written down here. The Giants giving out the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And then a guy that should be and will be one of the highest owned guys on the slate is going to be Darrell Henderson against the Detroit Lions. Joe Mixon had a game against them last week. Every running back they've played has had a game against the Detroit Lions. And I don't see that changing this week. Bobby, where do you stand on the running back position? Yeah, for me, I'm looking at a guy like Leonard Fournette. Uh, we obviously do not know what the situation is with AB. Um, if he's playing, if he's not playing, he's questionable right now. Uh, in terms of just if just for just for passing downs i like leonard fournette they're utilizing him as the passing back uh geo as well but i i think i leonard fournette at 6400 with a positive game script i really like him if i had to look elsewhere um going going into this game like you hit on chuba because you so you kind of still my guy but yeah i really like chuba previously but now i gotta switch up on the fly uh Miles Sanders sticking in that Jalen Hurts game. I don't want to stack QB QB running back, but I think you could stack Sanders. Sanders is in a good spot. Obviously, we've seen Sanders hasn't got enough of the market share recently. That's kind of changed, so I don't mind the Sanders pick at 6'6". Um, he's not a guy I usually like to roster, but he is what he is, and I think he's in a good game script, good game speed, so I like, I like uh, the Miles Sanders play running back. Yeah, you always want to be ahead of these plays and not behind. And in the second half of that game against Tampa Bay, they came out and they ran Sanders heavy in the second half, trying to get back in, trying to do something that Tampa Bay wasn't expecting. Let's be honest, it's never a good idea to go run heavy against Tampa Bay. But the point they were at in that game, it was, hey, what can we throw at them that maybe they won't be expecting? And Sanders looked good. He looked explosive. We'll see if they use him a bit more. And then I also like the fact that you're saying, hey, I got my Gio Bernard week. I'm not going to go back to him. Roland Jones is back. And look, it's going to be Fournette, guys. So interesting there. We're both on Hubbard, obviously, with the way that the Giants have been against the running backs. Moving on to wide receivers, though, I'm interested to hear where you are based on your quarterback and running back selections. So I'll let you go ahead and kick it off at wide receiver. Yeah, I'm going to stay in that Miami-Atlanta Falcons game. Calvin Ridley, he's gotten the targets, hasn't got there yet. I think he's going to be a very good play this week. 
Miami playing a ton of cover one, most in the league. Really like Ridley at the top there. And then Sterling Shepard, he's down at 5'6". Seeing a bunch of target volume for that price tag should easily make value. Um, almost not between 8 and 10 targets each week this year. So I'm on Sterling Shepard as my second wide receiver pick. I had some Sterling Shepard last week, and he actually did okay for his 5K price point. And we were talking on another one of the Run Pure Sports pods on Tuesday night, the Wishbone podcast. And I said, look, you have these three games with very high totals, not talking about the Tennessee-Kansas City game, but three of the games towards the later window where you have high totals, but they're 15, 16, 17-point spreads. And then just a few points below that, You've got that Carolina-New York Giants game, right, with just absolutely no defense there. So I, I like the Sterling Shepard call. I love the Calvin Ridley call. I like that game, too. I like the Atlanta and Miami game, two teams where, you know, I think the first, second week of the season, I said, hey, you always take the quarterback against the Atlanta Falcons. Don't know if I can do it with Tua, just because the injury risk is so great with him. Look, football is a hard sport, but he seems to have a more difficult time than some others of staying in games and even at his price point, which is nice. Don't know if I'm going to get there this week. So I like those picks quite a bit. I've already talked about A.J. Brown, good second half against the Bills, great matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, who should be focused on Derrick Henry. A couple of other plays that I like. One has got to be pretty obvious for a lot of people. It's got to be right? It's just got to be people are itching to play DeAndre Hopkins in this matchup against the Houston Texans, the team that traded him. He was pretty upset about that trade saying, hey, I, I don't understand what happened. I can give more. I was loyal. I was dedicated to this team. He's just 7-7 on DraftKings. Again, it is a huge spread. It's one of those 15, 16, 17 game spreads. But I think DeAndre Hopkins wants to show Houston what they let walk away. So I like him a lot this week. And then the last guy I'll talk about, it's a game that I think is going to be pretty ugly. It's a game that I'm not interested in a ton of pieces in, but Jacoby Myers was a very popular play last week due to his price point. And the one way that you can get more out of your offense against the New York Jets is through the air. And Mac Jones has shown himself to be capable. The New York Jets defense is both banged up and missing some guys in the secondary. There's some things going on as they rebuild for like the 30th time in the last 10 years. As they rebuild, you know, uh, Marcus May may be traded. Who knows? I like Jacoby Myers here quite a bit at just 5.3 on DraftKings. So those three guys are going to play central roles in my lineups that week. this week. We'll move it along to tight end. And it's a week where you have Kelsey – really priced up. You have Darren Waller, really priced up. And I don't hate those plays, but I think it's one where I might be looking to pay down a little bit, and I'm looking at a couple of guys in particular. Games, Bobby, that we've already talked about. Dallas Goddard activated off the COVID IR list just for six. We know that Zach Ertz has been traded. Zach Ertz is now on the Cardinals. This opens it up for Dallas Goddard, who was getting six to nine targets a game when he was splitting the time with Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard could be a legitimate wide receiver one type of upside on this Philadelphia Eagles team in this matchup that's fast-paced, but the total is a little bit lower than other games. And then a guy that I've played at least a handful of 
every single week, talked about the Miami and the Atlanta Falcons game. I'm not talking about Kyle Pitts, though. I'm talking about Mike Kosicki at just 4.7. I think those guys in the mid-range at tight end are very interesting this week based on how I think I'm going to construct my rosters. Bobby, what do you think about the tight ends this week? Yeah, tight ends for me, Mark Andrews and Kelsey. I think a lot of people are going to be paying down in the range that you are pretty much talking about with Goddard, with Gusecki, Ricky Seals-Jones. I don't mind paying up a tight end, going to a guy like Kelsey, going back to a guy like Kelsey. When he, obviously Kelsey was a big term in play, Kelsey's always going to be popular, but he might not be as popular with the value that we do have a tight end. And then Mark Andrews at 6K versus uh, the Bengals. He's crushed the Bengals in his career. I, I don't see not, a lot changing uh, going forward. So those two tight ends for me would be, uh, as of right now, where I'm kind of looking for tournaments and I think they're definitely that you could make you could say they're in play in some sort of cash cash game construction. We'll just have to see how the week plays out. Yeah, I don't Kelsey, think Kelsey's there. always in play for cash. So. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that they're in play for cash. And you know that Tennessee Kansas City game sitting at 56 and a half, 57, depending on what site you see it on the game total. I do think one of the keys this week, and I, I want you to talk about this too. I think one of the keys this week is you've got Kansas City and Tennessee, right? You have the Rams and the Lions. You've got the Cardinals and the Texans, and you've got the Bucks and the Bears. I think one of the keys is going to be which pieces from these games can get to the ceiling. And if you can get that right, which is, is very difficult, it's very difficult on this slate, I think, because you also have the Packers and the Washington football team with a fairly – uh, decent enough total, but the spread is pretty big. And we've seen what Aaron Rodgers can do. We've seen what Aaron Jones can do. And I think the key here to this slate is you're going to look at Kansas City, Tennessee, and figure out which one of those guys can get to the ceiling in some of these other games because there's some really underpriced pieces in games that could have shootout potential in the way where they're close. They're close at the end, and that gives guys the – ability to get to that ceiling. Where do you see that in terms of this week with so many huge spreads with pretty good totals? Yes, a lot of high implied team totals with large spreads, meaning a lot of people are going to go um, to these lower owned just, just because obviously we have a lot of studs in this slate. Um, I feel like a lot of lo like cheaper stacks are going to be utilized, I would say. Um, I don't know. I still probably would pay, like everyone's going to be hitting the, the Oakland Miami game, they're going to be going to, um, like we said, like Fournette is someone who's going to be extremely chalky. Then we have receivers like Brandon Cooks and Myers who are going to be in play for a lot of people. Guy that I like in one of these higher own total games, well, higher total games that may go overlooked, if AB sits or even if AB plays, Chris Godwin at 5'9, he's at a leverageable, leverageable price tag for basically the chalk running backs and chalk wide receivers. So he's someone that I think can hit a ceiling outcome with the Tampa Bay Bucks having the third highest team total on the slate. I think they're at 30 Brady versus the bears. Um, he'd be leveraged off Fournette. Uh, pass catchers just leverage off Fournette, but I'm just thinking in general, if AB were to sit or even if AB played that short area passing game that they like to work, I think Godwin would be a guy that would be in one of those higher total games that might go undervalued that could hit a ceiling outcome. 
Yeah, I was actually looking at Mike Evans in that game at the low 6K price point as well, coming off of a flop game when they played the Eagles when it was all about Lenny Fournette, right? It was a Lenny Fournette and Antonio Brown game. Tom Brady got there again as well. So really interesting week. That's why, you know, I talked about it. The news dump on Friday, we've got weekend content, core plays, a playbook, and beginning at 845, we have an off the chalk. We have the Morning Wood Show at 10 o'clock at RPS. Use code RPSNBA15 for 15% off of your first month's payment. And as you're doing that, you should be looking and seeing, well, maybe where should we be playing these prize picks? And use code MMN for the $100 deposit match on prize picks. Bobby, we'll close out with the defenses. And it's been interesting because the defenses against these really, really bad teams have been pretty good. The Colts with 15 points last week, the Rams with 16 DraftKings points against the Giants in New Jersey. So now the Rams are 5K on DraftKings. Some of these other uh, teams are priced up. Team defense and special teams are priced up as well. I'm going to go through three that I think are in play for me as of right now. And I'll start at the higher price point. I think it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got Justin Fields. You've got a rookie quarterback. He's getting a little bit more comfortable. And the Bucs have given up some points. And they're doing that because they score really quickly. So their defense is spending some time on the field because the offense is so proficient. But the defense is talented as well. They've got a talented defensive line. Secondary a little bit banged up. But I can see maybe Justin Fields giving away a pick, maybe a couple of sacks by the talented Tampa Bay defensive line they were all over Jalen Hurts uh just the last game that they played and the Bucks just 4.0 on DraftKings second one that I am looking at as of right now and it's a defense that I never play I almost never play the Atlanta Falcons defense but at 2-7 against Tua who can make mistakes who is injury prone with a mistake prone backup with all the injuries that the Miami Dolphins have in the wide receiver core and some of the injuries to key personnel on the offensive line. I think that the Falcons at just two seven are in play, at least as we record this on Thursday. And then the last one that is intriguing to me, the Baltimore Ravens, they certainly had a much better game as a defense against the Los Angeles chargers. And I think they're a more explosive offense at this point than the Cincinnati Bengals so I, I do think that the Baltimore defense is in play at that 2.9K price point. Where do you think that you might land on defense this week? Is it a spot where you're looking to plug in a defense that you think is in the best spot, given the state of the opposing offense? Or is it one where it's going to be salary-based and you want to pay down? Or do you love an, a, a defense that you're going to do whatever it takes to get them in there? So last week I played the Cardinals just because Kareem Hunt was chalk. I usually play defenses defenses to leverage uh, chalk players if it if it works. I thought that was a really good spot last week with the Cardinals defense. As of right now, you can't really tell because we can't really figure out what the true optimal is or what the guys that the higher stakes guys are going to be playing. So for me, going to the bat, like right back to the Cardinal Cardinals versus this lowly Houston Texans team, I think's a really good play. Uh, they're a three one. 
Patriots for Zach Wilson. It's five, they're getting a five hundred dollar decrease from the first time they played Zach Wilson and they hit a ceiling outcome. So I think they're in play. And yeah, um, haven't dug too deep in his defense, but let's go Giants versus Carolina. Chuba Hubbard. I think he's going to be the chalk. I do like Chuba, but I can understand maybe as like some sort of a Cardinals kind of play last week, you go with the Giants defense. I wouldn't really recommend going with the Giants defense too as the week kind of carries on. But right now they look all right, but I feel like I'll probably be going somewhere different come Sunday, but they project well. So they'll be my third just to throw it in there. And maybe you correlate Chuba Hubbard with the Carolina defense, hoping that Daniel Jones slings it around, throws a couple of picks, and maybe that Giants offensive line that looked a little bit suspect, shall we say, against the Los Angeles Rams last week shows up again. But you bring up a good point. Things are going to change. We're recording this Thursday. It'll be released Friday morning and a ton of news to come Friday afternoon with injury reports. More news likely on Saturday and Sunday by this point in the season, week seven. And that's why. Get on over, runpuresports.com, use code RPSNBA15, get 15% off of your first month's payment and sign up for prize picks, use code MMN and get a $100 deposit match. And while you're doing all of that, just like this video, just subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, just subscribe to the Run Pure Sports YouTube Network because we produce a ton of free content as well that you don't even have to pay for. Bobby. Thanks once again for joining me for week seven. Guys, good luck this weekend. Get in on those prize picks and run pure.